Blog Talk Radio. today. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, and thank you for listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, and today we'll talk about some options for 2017 to stay healthy. I want to always make sure that you know that I do have an attitude of gratitude for every one of you for making this uh, program the number one listen to health internet show in Southwest Florida. Today we were going to have Mr. Sean Kopko in because we do have a water shortage problem here in southwest Florida, but he uh, is working on his book and was unable to attend. Uh, But we will have some interesting guests in the near future also. He will uh, be on our program to talk about water and water conservation and all the impurities in our drinking water. On the 17th of January, we'll have Mr. Phil Safer back on from Alexa to talk about colloidal silver and alternative healing methods. He is the one that brought us methylene blue. Uh, A few of us are taking it as a mitochondrial enhancer and uh, having excellent results with it. Uh, We will have a Sarah Russell on. I'll talk talk to you more about Sarah. Sarah is a Ph.D. and a nutritionist and a leader in the Weston A. Price chapter. She resides in Italy, so we'll, we'll have to uh, set that up because of the six-hour difference or maybe pre-record that interview. Uh, she just wrote a very, very interesting article on mercury, the quintessential anti-nutrient, and I knew I had to have her on the program. So before we get any further, just let you know that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program, and you are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. As you know, we have been on regularly now for three years. Started out on Thursdays, now we're on Tuesdays. Uh, it used to be Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. When uh, Dr. Ron Jr., a, a board-certified uh, chiropractic neurologist and a functional medicine physician and a chiropractor in Naples, Florida, had time to do the show. He is a student of Dr. Dan Kalish and uh, has an office in Naples and really does a great job. But Dr. Ron got a little bit busy, and Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry stepped in. 
to give some valuable insight into what's going on. Uh, Dr. Jerry will be on shortly, and I'm going to ask him to uh, uh, comment on his recent uh, post on his on his website about a cancer treatment that uh, just blew my socks off. Uh, I think that's going to be really important for you to hear. So um, let's just start off the the program. I just I want to start off. I will talk about. By the way, I will talk about. Uh, Carrie Fisher and her mother's death I'll do that at the end of the show I do have some comments about that But now I just want to talk a little bit About the Hall of Shame You know where 2016 just flew flew by And it, it just seems like yesterday When we were ringing in 2016 And uh, here sped by Like a blazing comet And uh, there, it left some frightening developments In its wake you know, that we had pigs grown from human organs to research linking the no-cow sweetener aspartame to diabetes. It's been like a trip to bizarre land, ladies and gentlemen. So here's a brief look at what we're going to call the top contenders for our 2016 Hall of Shame. And number one is trading acid for sudden death. In October, a data scientist announced these shocking findings. If you take an acid-reducing medication like Prevacid plus a widely prescribed antibiotic uh, like ceftrioxone, you're risking potentially deadly heart rhythm called QT prolongation. While the scientists use the FDA's own data to make this discovery, so far the agency is about as interested in it as a cup of stale coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Leaving getting the news out to a group of reporters at the Chicago Tribune, or as you have heard about it when it first came out on this program. And the scientific forbidden fruit, a group of researchers at Kaiser Permanente decided to look for the very first time at the possible connection between getting a flu shot while pregnant and autism. They found that moms who get the vaccine during the first trimester have significantly increased risk of having a child diagnosed with autism. Now, despite the significance of that finding, it was spun by the media that Rumpelstiltskin, well, we'll just not go into that, that analogy, but the headline saying the flu vaccine has been proven safe for expected moms, but it's, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. The next call of shame is the sci-fi story that came true. On a college farm in California, scientists are busily creating pigs with full human organs. They're claiming these Frankenswine will save lives, but it looks like they don't give much thought as to how this genetics do could put us all at risk. It's terrifying enough to think what could happen if one of these human pig monsters escaped, bred with normal pigs, and heaven forbid ended up on your dinner plate, and don't think anyone from the government will be putting a stop to it. Right, the feds are actually planning to be part of this experiment. There you go, the uh, feds looking out for us as usual. And then diabetes in a can, and also cancer in a can. The researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital, I guess you've heard of that one, it's a fairly well-known hospital, they found that artificial sweetener aspartame not only won't help you lose weight, but can make you a sitting duck for the metabolic syndrome. Aspartame, it turns out, messes with a very important gut enzyme. And if that's interfered with, you can be smacking the danger zone for not just one, but two big killers. 
number one, heart disease, and number two, diabetes. Despite that and many other findings about the danger of this fake sweetener, where is the FDA, ladies and gentlemen? They continue to maintain it's perfectly safe. And how about the statins? Are they in for double trouble in our Hall of Shame? In October, the American Heart Association dropped this bombshell. Here it is. Statin drugs like Lipitor and Crestor can have serious interactions with numerous other heart medications. Well, I think we've told you about that, right? Well, how serious? Well, enough to intensify the agony of statin-induced muscle damage, okay, including a form so severe it can lead you to kidney failure or to cause a deadly bleed if you're taking a blood thinner medication. And don't expect... Uh, any of this stuff to, uh, about these drugs to be put out anytime soon. They're among our mainstream or lamestream's most cherished sacred cows. And then we have another entrance to the Hall of Shame, the Shantex Shell Game. The last big decision for the FDA in 2016 was one that can't help but have serious repercussions for many, many years to come. At the end of this month, the agency granted Pfizer, that be December, its biggest Christmas wish, and made that pesky black box warning on its stop smoking medication, Shantex. It made it disappear like magic. That means many individuals who decide to use this heavily hyped drug to kick their smoking habits may now be unaware that it can cause violent and suicidal behavior paranoia and psychosis ladies and gentlemen leave it leave it to the big pharmaceutical companies to come up with a solution that's even more dangerous than smoking it's hard to guess at what else the fda or cdc or our watchdog agencies may have in store for us in 2017 but if you want to be the first to know i'm going to encourage you and encourage you to tell your friends to have have them listen to dr ron unfiltered uncensored Tuesdays at 4 o'clock, uh, we will bring you this news, and no one else is going to be telling it to you. So we have an uh, email, docronradio at gmail.com, D-O-C-R-O-N radio at gmail.com. And uh, we have a, a Facebook page, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Please give us a like. And uh, as I told you in the beginning, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry have joined us. So, Dr. Jerry, are you there, sir? I'm there, live and living well. Oh, well, that, that's the name of the newest chiropractic office in our area, Living Well Chiropractic. So you're right there. You're right <laughs> up there. Hey, Dan, how are you doing, Dr. Dan? Good, good. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, good afternoon to you, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry. And I'd like Thank to wish you. everybody a uh, a healthy, happy, and prosperous New Year to Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry, and everyone listening throughout the world, in fact. And Thank I you. We have 13% of our listeners are from the Philippines, I just saw today. I know. I have that right here in front of me. You you sent me that. Oh, 13% today. That's fantastic. Yeah, it went up. I'm sorry I can't say it in Tagalog, but I can say it in Spanish. <laughs> Feliz Año Nuevo. And, uh, and, and I, I can say it in Italian. Uh, buon Anno Nuovo. So there we go. We cover the world. There you go, Dan. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, uh, uh, I think you just heard about my little bit of Hall of Shame. 
I, I also uh, want to talk a little bit about who are the real snake oil salesmen around, and you can guess as the big pharmaceutical companies. I have some information. I'll blow your socks off. Uh, we want to talk. About, I want. To, I promise to talk about uh, why you shouldn't exercise to lose weight. That doesn't mean you shouldn't exercise. It's, it's just that exercise and losing weight. There's really no uh, uh, science to back that up. And then uh, we will talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, things for 2017, things we should do. Uh, Jerry, how does that how does that fit in with your schedule today? I'm all yours. I'm I'm a free bird for the next hour. <laughs> all right. You know, you know what I think. I would, would just like to start off with because, uh, you know, we we we're here to bring news to our audience that they won't get on the lamestream media, and. Uh, you know, everybody thinks that the, the pharmaceutical companies are are, are so good, uh, but they really are the fraudulent ones, uh, ladies and gentlemen. A recent article in a journal called Natural News, and you can find it at naturalnews.com, it reviewed clinical trials that showed that nearly half are based on false information. And, you know, just today, I'm not going to go into it, but a, a recent uh, uh, article on diabetes was retracted because nobody else in the world could replicate uh, the the uh, information that was contained in that article. It was supposed to be a big breakthrough, and, and it was, it's been around for three or four years. Finally, they got around to retracting it. But half of these are based on false information. Uh, as the Natural News reveal, quote, one of the most important responsibilities of the Food and Drug Administration in protecting public health is to conduct regular inspections of clinical trial sites to ensure that good clinical practices are being followed. But a new study published in the peer-reviewed journal, General of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, has found nearly half of all clinical trials are based on false information, and the FDA typically does nothing to address this widespread problem. You see, the real snake oil salesmen, you see who they really are? Worse yet, according to the new review of clinical trials, the FDA itself is right in there with drug researchers covering up the fraudulent information the studies are being based upon. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, according to the author of the review, Charles Seif, S-E-I-F-A of New York University, the FDA knows full well about this rampant fraud within the medical and scientific research community but has, nothing, has done nothing to stop it. The F, he, quote, the FDA has repeatedly hidden evidence of scientific fraud, not just from the public, but also from the most trusted scientific advisors, even as they were deciding whether or not a new drug should be allowed on the market. For an agency devoted to protecting the public from bogus medical science, the FDA seems to be spending an awful lot of effort protecting the perpetrators of bogus science from the public, end quote. Does that really grab you, ladies and gentlemen? You know, the FDA, who's there to try, supposedly to protect us, is is right in bed with the big uh, pharmaceutical companies. Okay, it's no, it's an open secret within the drug industry that most of its products are ineffective in most uh, most patients. As you let that sink in for a moment, consider this fact: some four billion drug prescriptions per year are written in the United States. I mean, this figure just blows my mind. Four billion drug prescriptions. And that costs us $329.2 billion. 
I mean, that's like real money, Jerry. And what's more, total worldwide sales of prescription drugs are soon expected to top $1 trillion. I guess they can buy a lot of snake oil. Finally, big pharmaceutical companies spend $4 billion per year in the United States alone in their advertising of prescription drugs to consumers and an additional $24 billion lobbying doctors to prescribe them to you. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the big pharmaceutical companies are spending tens of billions of dollars every single year to convince you and your doctor that their drugs are both safe and effective when in reality nearly half of them are based on false information and the vast majority of them do not even work for most of the people they're prescribed for. It gets worse, and there's lots of other studies, all science-based studies, and everybody is coming to the conclusion that the public needs to know the extent that they're being deceived. Big pharmaceutical companies, drug testing is always suspect, but they control everything about it. And they continue, they don't sell drugs, one one doctor said. In fact, Dr. Ghost goes on to say about drug companies, they don't sell drugs, they sell lies about drugs. Okay, so we're here on Tuesdays at 4 o'clock to try and, and bring you the real story. So I think I've done enough talking for a while. Uh, let me well, Dr. Dr. Ron, Jerry. let me just put, put my two cents in. You know, back in yeah. the 30s, Morris Fishbein, who was the president of the AMA at that time, was paid to prevent the research of, you know, alternative therapies to be listed in the index medicus. So people that were looking for alternative therapies couldn't find them because they prevented them from being listed. And in today's market, you know, if you have uh, a, a great alternative procedure or supplement or whatever, you can't get it on the news because the drug companies within a heartbeat will call up the advertising department from the station and say, if you put any more of that information out there, we're going to pour advertising budget. And that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and yeah, the numbers don't lie. I mean, What's that say? Uh, you can uh, statistics. How's that go? Statistics lie or something. About, but I mean, the numbers are here. There's billions of dollars uh, that that these companies are spending for drugs that are maybe 30% effective. I mean, could you could you go through your practice, or could an engineer building a bridge uh, be within uh, 30% uh, of being right for the when he builds the bridge? Oh well, 70%. My numbers might be wrong, but 30%. We'll we'll build the bridge anyway. Won't happen. So they're working with uh, with uh, really crazy studies, and you know we'll get back as the year goes on because we're going to keep going back to nature because nature is not a fraud. Okay, and that's what Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan were all talking about. Nature is not a fraud. So the closer you can to get to Mother Nature, the better we're all going to be. Okay, Dr. Dan, what do you think? I think you're absolutely correct about that uh, situation, and I, th- I think if if we could study enough and learn enough, we could find everything natural in our foods and what God uh, is uh, allowing us to grow here, like our organic garden in the back here that we have at our home. We could find all these things, and uh, I know the uh, the Indians and Native Americans knew a lot about this and about people who knew how to track things in the old days, but we don't know enough today about how to access these berries and plants and so forth, but it's all out there. And the drug companies know how to synthesize things and take our money 
and at the same time cause a lot of bad effects. So we, we yeah, have and, to work on have, learning like, as much as we can about this. Exactly, and they have a license from the government. It seems like they can get away with whatever they want, right? Uh, whatever fraud right, and corruption. They, 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 they just. Uh, I remember somewhere along the way, I was told in my medical studies that all you had to learn was 22 drugs, and you could treat everything years and years ago. <laughs> and I'm sure all those drugs were pushed by the FDA, but by the uh, company, you well, know, the drug doctor, companies. They, they actually streamlined it. You can treat. Most everything was, I think, ten drugs now. <laughs> ten now. <laughs> it's even worse. Uh, right. Or it's worth better. I don't know which. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know. Now we'll we'll talk about it about the statin drugs. It looks like babies now are born with a statin deficiency. You know, it's, it's a new. Uh, so they can put them on right. You know, but we used to put the silver nitrate drops in their eyes. Now they can start them right on a statin right from birth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, uh, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Today we're brought to you by Dr. Ron at the uh, Cryo Center in Naples, Florida, and we'll run a a quick one-minute ad that he has on the radio here. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryo Spa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryo Sauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. Okay, that's Dr. Ron. And, uh, you know, any of you that are in the Naples area in the southwest Florida getting away from that cold northeast uh, winter and you want to get some vitamin D and maybe you want to get a little slimmer and trimmer and get rid of some of that fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, I recommend you see Dr. Ron. Okay, well, we have a lot of uh, topics that we wanted to get to. Uh, Dr. Mercola had an interesting article this week about uh, the 20 health tips that he, that he learned from 2016, and a lot of them are repetition. Uh, but one of the ones that uh, we all have to get more knowledgeable about is mitochondrial metabolism. Uh, the mitochondria are the workhorses of our body. Uh, we will have uh, uh, Mr. Safer on in two weeks again because he's the one, as I said, that brought methyl, uh, uh, methylene blue to our attention. It is a great mitochondrial optimizer. I've been taking it now for three months, and I, I can tell you the results are fantastic. Uh, so I, I personally uh, have to know more about mitochondrial and it's a, uh, how it affects the uh, uh, products of oxidation uh, but it seems like the, if you want to get your mitochondrial uh, mitochondria uh, working at peak efficiency some type of fasting 
dieting and exercise and some sun exposure are the key ingredients to mitochondrial efficiency. And when we talk about fasting, uh, you know, they talk about intermittent fasting, not 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 the two and three day fast. And it's not hard to intermittent fast if you, uh, you know, you, you you eat before nine o'clock at night. You don't have anything till uh, nine to twelve the next day. You know, you got twelve to fourteen hours in. Uh, that's enough to get this 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 process going. Okay, so intermittent fasting. Dr. Gupta on CNN he also talks about intermittent fasting as a tradition in, in, in healing. So you might want to think about it. Maybe don't have that uh, first thing in the morning breakfast. Maybe delay it somewhat and see how you feel. Right, listen to your body. Dr. Uh, Jerry Smith has talked about the frequencies of LED lights, and, and this is one of the things that is brought up in this article about how LED lighting may actually be one of the most damaging non-native EMF radiation exposures you have on a daily basis. I know some of the uh, uh, hospitals are going to be changing out these LED because they they emit a blue light, which uh, uh, not only affects your metabolism but affects the uh, Melatonin in your brain, so you don't you don't get a good night's sleep with so, so much of this blue light. Jerry, uh, you 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 have some experience with this LED lighting, don't you? Yeah, basically it fatigues the heck out of the patients. It also helps to promote age-related macular degeneration. I mean, you know, th- these people that throw this stuff out, I think they're using us as guinea pigs. Uh, with this new technology because they really don't have any safety studies over long periods of time. And, uh, you know, over a period of time, it kills enough people. Then they say, well, maybe we'll consider it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are, we are definitely the guinea pigs. I, I, we, we're not going to go into it, but I don't really think we're the Hoover vacuum cleaners, but <laughs> that was a good analogy. <laughs> I mean, we were being, you know, we're at the fourth level now. You know, every, every new one comes out, they try it on us, but, uh, I, I do believe they they come out with this stuff with that with very scant medical uh, and they, they, some of the things they don't even they have not even thought about the, how it can affect your body. You know they don't even know about the rhythms that our body is in. They don't even think about it. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, LED lighting probably not so good for you. Okay, especially after uh, nine o'clock at night, you really shouldn't be exposed to LED lighting. Otherwise, it throws off your definitely throws off your melatonin. Uh, a lot of a lot of people recommend the blue blocking glasses, uh, but you know what? Just don't uh, get on go on your computer and avoid LED lights uh, after nine o'clock at night. <clears throat> now, one thing uh, that I have always promoted, I, I would say since the '80s, is uh, looking at your serum ferritin level. Uh, a lot of people have ferritin levels above 80, okay, then that's measured in nanograms per milliliter. And ferritin is an indicator of how much iron you have stored in your body, okay? But that, so, but it can damage your organs, including heart disease, cancer, and neurodegenerative, and neurodegenerative diseases. So what do you do about it if you have a high ferritin level? You go to the Red Cross or your local area in your area, and you donate some blood. Okay, you want to get that ferritin level somewhere around 50. It's better for your health. Uh, stimulate some new blood in your body, uh, and you'd be helping uh, helping someone else uh, uh, with that blood donation. And 
other things that Dr. Mercola recommended here all have to do with fasting and consuming really good oils. Not not to make sure you don't have the trans fatty oils, but you know, think about real good olive oil because there's a lot of fakes out there. You know, you want it in glass and you want to have an expiration date on it. Uh, you don't want to have a, your olive oil delivered to you in a plastic bottle. And you want to think about using more coconut oil, okay? There are some people that are using the straight caprylic acid, but you know what? You can get coconut oil. You can get organic coconut oil. It has caprylic acid. It has It's antiviral, antibacterial. Uh, some dentists are using it as a uh, pulling thing. Uh, they, they put the the coconut oil in your mouth and you squish it between your teeth for five or ten minutes uh, helps with uh, periodontal disease. Some people even think it can, it can help cavities. What do you think about that one, Jerry? Well, anytime you reduce the bacterial content, you're definitely going to, you know, reduce the cavities. The other uh, fascinating thing is, you know, it, the lauric acid that's in the coconut oil, the 12-carbon chain, but when it gets digested in the liver, it forms a compound called monolaurin, which is very effective against bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Uh, so from a standpoint of health, you know, who the heck needs these expensive uh, antibiotics that destroy the healthy bacteria in your intestines when you can take a natural substance, uh, such as coconut oil, which also helps to lose weight but also stimulate thyroid function. And so your whole immune system gets boosted with this. You're so right. You're so right. And it's so easy to use, and uh, it has a low boiling point, So you know, you, but you can make your eggs with it. Uh, you, you know, some people, they're, they're, <clears throat> there's a little town in Italy, uh, they put coconut oil in their espresso to get them a, a boost every day. Uh, I mean, hmm. there's a lot of ways you can take it. So uh, coconut yeah, oil is one of the 18. Yeah, yeah it's a, it is instant energy, espresso with coconut oil. Uh, a great food, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not much is being talked about it, but uh, it's available. You want to get the organic, okay, and uh, experiment with it. It's great tasting. Yeah, uh, it's also very like, high in vitamin E, Dr. Ron. That's why it can literally sit on your countertop for like five hours, uh, five hours, five years, and not go rancid because it's very high in vitamin E. Right. And I forgot about that, but thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Um so these, these saturated oils, um, not to get into a, a discussion on, on fats today, but uh, if a fat is saturated, it means it doesn't have any bonds where oxygen can attach. And if oxygen attaches to these to open bonds, if it's like a, a, a vegetable oil, that oxygen can cause rust. It can oxidize. That is not good. That, that's a simple way that I can explain it to you. Well, Dr. Mercola recommends 18 foods, and one of them that caught my eye because I think Dr. Jerry Smith has been talking about it is avocados. One of the uh, 18 foods that he recommends to eat on a regular basis, wild-caught salmon, coconut oil, sprouts, watermelon, raw nuts. We'll have a little bit to say about nuts a little later. Whey protein, broccoli, grass-fed beef, that would be a natural beef, grapefruits, of course, uh, berries, Kale, spinach, bananas, papaya, and mushrooms. Uh, I'll put them on uh, Facebook, that list. Okay, but uh, just uh, don't want to have too much protein. I mean, as we heard last week, uh, and it just sunk in with me, you know, protein has amino acids. And one thing that we are 
in the United States especially, we are too acidic as a population, and and we need to be more alkaline. So we don't want to really have a high-protein diet. We want to have a protein, fat, low-carbohydrate diet. Uh, that, that way we'll stay less acidic. Um, and, Jerry, what's your, what's your opinion on the protein part of your diet? Well, it's not only the quantity but the quality. Uh, if I eat the sashimi, you know, like I do a lot of cycling, so I literally do very well eating, you know, a good protein but not cooked. This way it, it's easily assimilated into the body. The, the raw fishes are phenomenal. Just stay away from the ones that glow in the dark. But um, <laughs> the key is protein is very essential for repair your tissues. Um, the other interesting thing that uh, you may alluded to, like with the vitamin D, with the sunshine. Well, I just uh, I'm preparing my seminar next weekend for Toronto, uh, going up there. And what's interesting with the vitamin D, along with vitamin A, it makes the T3 of your thyroid hormone stimulate the mitochondria and the nucleolus of the cell to increase your your metabolic rate. And, you know, I, I just learned that myself. So vitamin D has, you know, multiple, uh, you know, functions. And it, that whole thing revolves around the immune system with the mitochondria, the thyroid. And uh, anyway, it was really exciting because when you look at hypothyroid, it's not just a matter of, you know, giving a drug or giving a food to supply iodine or uh, vitamin E or whatever. you got to look at the whole mechanism and, and supply the nutrients that make it work. And that's what's missing today, I think, in medicine. Uh, you know, Dr. Dan alluded to, you know, 22 drugs back when he was a student. Now there's probably about 10 drugs. They don't even have you thinking. It's like that game with you downs concentration where you match the blocks in there. Once you match the, the drug with the, with the yeah. blood value, oh, you got a winner. You know, you can get rid of the patient real quickly. <laughs> so it's, it's true. I mean, and, and, you know, it's hard for like uh, our listeners and the average person to get the information of, of, about this. I mean, it's really hard. Uh, and that, that I think that's why you, you, I, and Dan decide to continue with this program so we can get disseminate some information about, you know, the, the false, uh, and false uh, information that's being promoted by the drug companies and Monsanto of all people. So, uh, well, you know, that, good that's a good segue for that, that uh, case study that I sent you. This patient was diagnosed uh, with a grade 3 um, uh, cancer, you know, of the, uh, in the uterine lining. Yeah, the, uh, anyway, what, I'll be out with what your own you case because I read it. <laughs> yeah, the bottom line is when she went to the oncologist, you know, right away they tried to intimidate her into, you know, slash and burn therapy, you know, surgery chemo and possible radiation but you know she stood her ground because she read my book on cancer uh, you know reversing cancer and we had long discussions about the whole mechanism she said to, to the oncologist why do you want to take out my lymph nodes oh well so we can determine which chemotherapy to use she says well if you take them out isn't it going to reduce my my body's ability to filter out the toxins and they looked at her you know she knows as much now as the doctors and they can't intimidate her and she said you know after she heard all the nonsense, she said, I called Dr. Smith because I knew he had a more rational approach. Until the end, the outcome? 
The outcome was that the doctors were upset because all her blood values were normal, and her CA-125, which is a tumor marker in the blood, was 22 below 35, so that was normal. She was feeling great. They, when they did the physical on her, they couldn't palpate any gross in the endometrium, which they would, you know, right away they're, they're looking for lumps, bumps, and what have you. And, um, you know, the key is she had an infected tooth. Now, 99.999% of doctors would never, ever say, geez, you know, do you have any infections in the mouth? Because that could feed the cancer. She also had about six mercury fillings in the teeth. And when I listen to this, it'll blow you away. I had her get the histologic slides from the pathologist. And when I did my energetic testing of the slide of the actual cancerous tissue, mercury showed up in the tissue. Mm. So you could throw all the vitamins, all the chemo, all the whatever, but if you don't get that mercury out of there, then the cancer's going to come back. And that's what happens invariably when they slash and burn. They don't kill the cancer stem cells. They don't remove the offending uh, heavy metal or chemical or pesticide in the tissue. And they, they give you a full sense of security that they cured your cancer. There you go. I mean, I, I, I that was really an interesting read. And uh, why don't you tell our audience where they can read that? Uh, yeah, if you message. just go to my website, it's icnr.com. You go to the case studies, and it's number 79. And, um, you know, it just, it, you know, it gets me so excited when you can take a person who appreciates and, and went in with 100% certainty that this is going to work. Because I'll tell you, people, mentally, if you don't buy into what you're doing, it's not going to work. You have to have 100% certainty because, you know, Bruce Lipton talks about, you know, the uh, – the mental epigenetics. Epigenetics, absolutely. You have a poor attitude. It affects the physiology of the cells because invariably you go to the oncologist. He says, "Geez, I got bad news. You got six months to live. You die exactly in six months because your mind turns on the death sentence, and your body just follows through to make it, you know, happen." Right. Yeah, we're not we're not uh, controlled by our DNA. Uh, actually, our diet and our attitude do. In fact, I was going. I was thinking today. Uh, eat, think, drink, and do. That's good. That's that. That's my motto for this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Eat properly, drink properly, but control my thoughts and then act on them. Just don't think about it. Do something about it. Uh, well, that's why you know it's everything. interesting. Yeah, when I studied Kabbalah uh, up in Manhattan, you know, one of the things that they say is, don't say anything bad about people, even though they could be the worst scoundrel in the world. Every negative thought that you entertain has a physiologic effect on your body. And uh, Dr. Hammer and his new German medicine, you know, proved that conclusively that negative traumas, negative thoughts, it creates scar tissue in the brain. And he could look, and he did well over 15,000 CAT scans. He could look at the brain and tell you exactly where your ailments are by looking at the calcification or areas of inflammation in the brain. And when you change your whole mental attitude, those areas of inflammation and calcification disappear, and the cancers and the other disease processes disappear. Yes, and it's more than just the new age type of, of uh, that we were taught 20, 30 years ago. I mean, this is to a new level. You have to buy into it and think about it and live it. You, know, you just can't well, listen to a tape. you got to live it. 
Yeah, what happened, you know, that guy Joe Desenzi, he's a chiropractor. Um, I, I was reading the story about it because one of my patients told me, and it was pretty incredible. The guy was in a triathlon, and one of the phases, I don't know if it was running or cycling, he, he got hit by a truck, you know, while he was in the triathlon, and he had 16 crushed vertebrae. Well, you know, right away you're not going to walk, you're going to be paralyzed. He spent six hours a day focusing his energy because he knew the anatomy of each of the vertebrae, and he concentrated his thought processes. In six weeks, the guy was walking. It healed up. Right. And he's not paralyzed. And he goes around the world lecturing, and you can hear it on YouTube, Joe Desenza. The guy was amazing. And, you know, it just gives you that inspiration. Stop joining the support groups because they all just want to tell their stories of woe. Get in there, get proactive, take positive action, positive thoughts. And let me tell you, you're going to flip your, your processes around. Yeah, I, I have asked uh, through his uh, secretary for uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton to make an appearance on this program, and I hope that uh, we can arrange something for him to do that, even if we have to pre-record it. But his his uh, uh, whole uh, process of uh, your thought, your, how to control your thoughts, and how they can affect the genes. I mean, and your DNA. It is it is it, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, but it's documented. It yeah, it's not woo-woo. Yeah. Science, it's real stuff. Right. He's a PhD that taught biology in medical school. I mean, he's, he's, he's you know. And he had to get out of person. it because, yeah, he, he couldn't uh, keep telling the lie, you know, going the, exactly. uh, the BS. Well, as, as, a, yeah. as a friend of mine said, he, cre- he connected the dots. Yep. <laughs> you know what, let's simple, just take a break. mental attitude. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Well, Dr. Dan, I'm going to. Uh, you're, you're the most positive person I know. I've told you that, haven't I? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that negative statement, Ron. <laughs> I'm going to get you thinking positive as the last thing I do, and it might be the last thing I do. What's the well, Dr. Ron? Not... Dr. Ron said I could double my money quickly if I fold it in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's something I would say. <laughs> Well, I but read that a can really, great that can article. Really work. And, and like you said, you've seen it and we've seen it in, in cancer cases and many diseases where if you really believe that what you're doing is going to work and it's, and it's natural, it'll work. A greater chance of working anyway. Nothing well, you know, what's interesting, um, there could be tapes that are transferred in our genetic structure from Ten generations back, and you know, we've mentioned this before, like when you buy a new computer, what's the first thing you do? You move your files over because, you know, this is what life's all about. It's, it's all your old files and the ones you use. Well, the human body is no different. Um, you get genetic material that's transferred over from previous generations. In fact, I just had a patient who had sleep deprivation for 10 years, I mean, I tried everything, all the nutrients and exercise and cutting out caffeine, this, that, nothing worked. She hooked up with a woman that decoded her for emotional issues that were transferred from her childhood and even before, and now the woman literally sleeps through the night. So this is real deal, and it's an essential part of medicine. You know, we see it, I see it on a regular basis, and it just blows me away how with you know, non-invasive, relatively simplistic things. I mean, heck, you know, you, you hear these stories, people get a heart transplant, all of a sudden, like, like you know, uh, 
pig's knuckles and, and Coca-Cola, and they hated those things before. The, the DNA, the message is transferred in other people's tissue, and we get it. Yeah, like Dr. Lipson said, you know, uh, at one time there was only so much information that it only needed one one cell. But as information grew exponentially, we needed more cells, and we are here we are as human beings with all this information, and it gets transmitted. And no one has ever thought about how to how to how to organize it, how to change it. Uh, it's just going, you know, you've, it, it's been well, your father had it, now you're going to have it. Well, but, how about yeah, you have to work through that? Yeah, the poor animals. You know, the way they're treated today. Uh, you know, with the chickens. And they're just like hung by their neck and they're going around and their heads are getting ripped off. And, and the animals, the fear factor when they go in to the slaughterhouse, well, those hormones are in the darn tissue and we're eating them. And the bottom line is, you know, you wonder why there's so much fear in society today. I think that's one of yeah. the big factors that's been totally ignored or, or to a high percentage. And I think, you know, and I know you're 100% right because we had a psychiatrist uh, teach us. And he would always say, if you want to go, when you're ready to go buy a car, have a nice big steak dinner. Why? Because of all that adrenaline that's secreted by these animals as they're getting their head chopped off. It's in the meat and it's transferred to us. (laughs) But, I mean, there's some truth in that now. I mean, we're finding that out. Well, even simpler, just listen to CNN and you'll get riled up. Hey, uh, Jerry, let me let me just, just tell our audience, because uh, this, this hour is flying by. An article was recently written by Dr. Sarah Russell, and it's called, the title of the article is Mercury, the Quintessential Anti-Nutrient. And just a little summary of what she wrote, and then I'll tell you about her. The chronic effects of cumulative low-dose mercury exposure under-recognized by both mainstream and alternative authorities and consequently by the public. Mercury can cause or contribute to most chronic illnesses, including neurological disorders, cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, adrenal and thyroid problems, autoimmunity, digestive disorders, allergies, chemical sensitivities, etc. So Dr. Russell now resides in, uh, in Tuscany, and I talk with her. She's a member of the Preston, uh, Weston Price uh, uh, Practitioning uh, Society, uh, she's a, she has a Ph.D., and her article is the most in-depth one I've read on Mercury, other than our discussions here uh, with Dr. Smith, uh, going into uh, the foods, the detoxification, the testing, uh, the supplements, autism, uh, the microbiota, how the mercury can affect the microme of the gut, and how how mercury is an anti-nutrient, and its toxicity is far-reaching. So um, in February, she has agreed to uh, be a guest on the program, and I think for that program we'll probably allow uh, an hour and a half because uh, with Dr. Jerry Smith's uh, experience with uh, mercury and with her expertise as a Ph.D. in this uh, subject, I I think it will make for a really interesting program. And maybe not only to identify the, the, that mercury is a problem, but what to do about it. Okay, so I think uh, look look for her, Dr. Sarah Russell, and we'll advertise it when when we have that date uh, locked down. You're going to put all these dentists out of business. <laughs> they should if they're using mercury, they should be out of business. Oh, absolutely, they still do it. Um, unfortunately. 
No. And they should be out of really? business. Really? Yeah. I mean, God I forbid you, you drop us a... Today. Yeah, you drop a thermometer oh. in the hospital, you're going to have a hazmat unit come there for the cleanup. <laughs> but, uh, right. you know, when uh, I was in the dental school, you know, they were throwing the, the, the expelled mercury into the trash can. It was rolling all over the floor in the clinics. I mean, that's how crazy it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. Could dimes with them, make them look nice and shiny. Absolutely. And then when, when we used to just play with it because we thought it was fun, right? Yeah. Little well, balls of mercury all over the place. Absolutely. But we we but, ignored you know, the, cro- the skull and crossbones. Yeah, we That's thought that I was am for the Halloween. Way I am today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know my mentor, Dietrich Klinghart, you know, he said that basically mercury can mimic any disease on the planet. And, and you know, what you just mentioned, you know, makes a whole lot of sense because it's a disruptor. You know, if you look at a, uh, like a lamp cord, for example, the plastic around the lamp cord is equivalent to the myelin sheath around your nerve. And the mercury literally migrates up the nerve and destroys that, that plastic or that fatty covering protecting the nerve. And like when you have MS patients, when you get breaks in the nerve, the, the impulses then disseminate out into the muscle so that you don't have the coordinated muscle contraction. And, uh, you know, a lot of MS patients, it's a result of mercury toxicity. But again, you know, they don't. They want to poo-poo it so they can keep people on these drugs for the rest of their life. Yeah, but it, but who is talking about mercury and MS? Where when's the last time you saw an article about that? In the underground meetings. There you go. Yeah, alternative alternative practitioners are talking about it, but the conventional people they're still spreading the lie that it's safe. I mean, it's just it's mind-boggling. I used to refer my multiple sclerosis patients to a, a, a neurologist at the University of Pennsylvania who believed that aspartame caused 30% of the multiple sclerosis that he saw in his practice. He didn't last a year there. They asked That's right. They get rid of them. They got rid of them, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I know, uh, just he, in the past, I real quickly, had a, a medical doctor, a real doctor, and he had uh, excess hemoglobin. <laughs> And the funny thing is, here's a, we were being interviewed by Sherry Banks, I'll never forget this, in my office with a TV crew. Okay, here's a real doctor, and he's Sherry telling Banks. Sherry, Sherry Banks how his excess hemoglobin, that he would run to uh, Jefferson Hospital every three weeks, and they would bleed him. I told him he should get a pet leech, at least a leech would benefit <laughs> from the treatment. But, but So they would bleed him, right? So I got rid of all his mercury fillings. This was probably 20 years ago. And his hemoglobin went back to normal. I mean, this is in the medical literature. You've never heard of these things. And, of course, he never told the doctors down at Jefferson because he didn't want to blow, blow their circuits. You know, they wouldn't believe it anyway. But here we told... Uh, you know, Sherry Banks, she was filming us, the interview, how the, we had the documentation of his blood studies, everything documented, real science, and when when it came time to present the, on the news, they, they edited it all out. They wouldn't even put it on the air to tell the people the truth. That's why wow. I won't do these interviews anymore because with the conventional interviewers because it, it, it's a scam. They dis- misrepresent you know, uh, what was it, uh, the guy uh, from Mississippi, um, anyway, he had a great saying. He said, if you read the newspaper, you're, um, you know, disinformed, and if you don't read it, you're misinformed. You're caught between yeah. a rock and a hard place. 
You are, and they, and if they don't like what they heard during the interview, they edit it out. So absolutely, uh, that's the problem. They have complete control. But before we go on a little bit, I just want to make we just want to make the point too about for 2017 about eliminating gluten from the diet, okay? And why is that? Not only because it's a it's an antigen and can compete with your thyroid and uh, can cause leaky gut and so forth, but it is contaminated with Roundup, okay? That Roundup is used in the drying process of these of these of the wheat, and that damages everything and. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, we, we've talked about gluten-free uh, gluten and how it could cause a leaky gut syndrome and, and a form of celiac disease. Uh, but the gluten-free diet is good for everybody. The uh, uh, the body is tricked into, into the uh, into thinking some of this stuff is is thyroid uh, hormone, and then it shuts down your thyroid. So it actually can affect your endocrine glands also. I will let you know that there is a test for glyphosate that I just found. Okay, apparently it's been used by a lot of people. Now, I'm not in practice. I didn't know that. But um, glyphosate now, according to this lab, is not only associated with what we just talked about, but stroke, diabetes, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, inflammatory bowel disease. So if you have any of the, anything, you might want to get, get checked for glyphosate, especially if you have not been on a, a good, clean diet. Uh, it's a test, and, and it, according to the lab, uh, uh, medical insurance will pay for it. So it's, okay, a, it's so, a standard blood test now. Yeah, it's a standard blood test. Wow. Like glyphosate testing, I can send uh, I can send uh, the article to you, Jerry. It's really complicated, but it's written by uh, William Shaw, Doctor Shaw, and uh, goes through how uh, glyphosate affects your health, how it affects children, how it affects cancer, the microbiome. And then how you go ahead and, and test for it, and it gives you the, the lower limits. And that's the Great Plains Laboratory. You know they do a lot you know, of a lot of testing. Just from from an energetic perspective, you literally can have a little vial and put some Roundup in it. You know you can buy some of that crap at the garden stores. And when you do a muscle testing technique, if you hold it over an area where the frequency matches in there, a strong muscle will go weak. So you literally can not only get the blood test to verify that it's present in the body, but you can pinpoint it exactly where the heck it is in the body, what organ. Yeah, I think really anybody has any chronic issues, chronic health issues, or issues that their uh, doctors are saying they're going to have to live with it, uh, you might want to you know, listen to our program on mercury and then uh, get tested for glyphosate, even if you have to do it with a muscle or, the, or a lab test. Uh, get it done. All right. Before we go, I do have do have a few comments that I uh, want to talk to uh, to our audience about. Takusasubo uh, cardiomyopathy. I bet you no one has ever heard of that, but it's an official what? medical name, ladies and gentlemen. Takusubo cardiomyopathy. It's a broken heart. The stress from grief, right, can cause. Just tremendous changes in your body, and even they had a name for it. I didn't know that until I looked this up. Okay, so the heart just doesn't pump and the hormones and all that stuff. So that's why when a friend or a loved one has suffered a loss, it's more important than ever to be there for them. Now, according to some research, reaching out may not just help the person who's grieving, it can also give the person that's there for them a boost in, their, in the longevity department. Wait to hear this. 
We've all heard plenty about the things we can do to live longer, but here's one thing that can help to put more candles on your birthday cake. All right, helping others. That's that's what I'm talking about. Helping others. As a group of international researchers recently discovered, being nice to others apparently can do some very nice things for you. Also, the researchers collected detailed information on 500 people aged 70 to 103. They followed them for 20 years, so this is a good study, and they found that the majority of those who helped their grown children or grandchildren lived on average of five years longer than those who never did. And they were not talking about full-time caregiving giving either, but simply an occasional help or even just emotional support. That longer life perk was also found to be the case when study participants cared for someone outside of their family. That group also managed to outlive those who didn't pitch in or give any help. The researchers said that these health benefits likely come from the positive emotions we feel when being helpful. So apparently the good feelings we get from doing good deeds must be pretty darn powerful. You know, there's that Bruce Lipton stuff again. But while it may be easy to lend a helping hand when we're talking about a grand, taking our grandkids to the zoo or taking our grandkids out to lunch, it's a different story when you're helping someone else during a period of grief. If you find it difficult to approach a friend or a loved one at times like that, the experts in this study uh, in grief counseling say that there are three important things to remember. Number one, listen more than talk. Uh, the psychology professor, Robert Niemeyer, says it's best to have big ears and a small mouth. If you want to be a real help to someone dealing with a loss, he also advise, advises you to encourage your friends to talk about the person who passed away rather than avoiding the subject. So listen more than talk, number one. Number two, just, just uh just don't offer help, but be specific in how you can help. For example, it may sound good to say, is there anything I can do? But it's better to offer something more exact, uh, such as bringing them a dinner or driving them somewhere. And number three, remember that the support of a friend is still needed after the initial shock or loss is over, and is especially so during important dates like anniversaries and birthdays. So, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps nothing could have been uh, prevented Debbie Reynolds' tragic passing that's something uh, we'll never be able to find out but where our own friends and family members are concerned it's good to know that by offering them a helping hand we can also give ourselves a boost a booth a boost i'm sorry about that in our health and longevity department so i just uh, i couldn't let the, the death of debbie reynolds pass without the, uh, uh saying something about it all right dr dan you know what time it is one minute and 53 seconds before the hour. For dinner? <laughs> you can time come over dinner? anytime, my friend. You can come over anytime. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you too. All right. So uh, any any Dr. closing thoughts? I yeah, really appreciate I, you being on here. Yeah, I, I put one up for my, my presentation up in Toronto. It was by Marcus right. Aurelius. And, you know, oh, we do gosh. random acts of kindness. Yeah, that's a good one. He says, what we do in life ripples through eternity. So that little act of kindness, whatever the heck it may be, a little kiss on the cheek or a hug to someone or a smile, can change someone's life. Wow, boy, does that you know we didn't plan that, but that goes right along with my with with, with what, what I just wrote down. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's so important, uh, you know, and that's like I said this year. It's not only eating, drinking, but it's thinking and actually doing this year. And there it is, act of kindness, ladies and gentlemen. It helps you as much as it helps the person you're being kind to. 
What do you think, Dan? I think uh, what you say about the attitude of gratitude is a fantastic thing. We should think about that and keep the positive mental attitude like we spoke about right. previously. Because I, I I know people that lived with a terrible disease, including cancer, until they knew they really had it. Not that they shouldn't look into it. But as soon as they found out that they had it, even though they had symptoms, they died quicker. So keep the positive mental attitude before and after you find out that something is good or bad that you have. And I'm sure it will keep you healthier and you'll live longer. And chin a 100 years at least, right? Well... And you know what, Dr. Dan, as, as, as part of the write-up for the show today, I put that the three of us comprise over 150 years of experience. Wow. I don't think I'm wrong yeah. in that, am I? We're going to catch no. up to Yoda. Well, you know what? I mean, we've all been there. We, you know, we, we, we've been out in the field. We practice. We read. We're uh, engaged. And that's a lot of experience. Absolutely, and this is the type of experience you don't get in medical school or dental school. <laughs> right. Yeah, all you're no, doing you're is getting, getting the uh, 5 to 15 to 20 drugs you got to use or uh, just the basics. It's 10, isn't it now, Jerry? <laughs> it is. It's scary. Wow. Yeah, pretty soon, pretty soon you won't even have to remember the drugs because the physician's assistant will be prescribing them. <laughs> just, just, just because we're on drugs. Dan, I don't know if any of you saw it today. Today, I, I, I read the FDA uh, bulletin, and the, and cardiovascular and cancer drugs dominate the latest watch list. I mean, four anticoagulants made the third quarter uh, list. Uh, you know, the ones you see in television all the time, like Eliquis, you know, how they, they mm. can really kill you. Zarelto by Janssen made the, made the hit list this month. Uh, so... Drugs are not the answer. I mean, you can't deny some some of the uh, advances we've made, but you got to get to the cause, and that's what Dr. Jerry has talked about, Dr. Dan and I. you got to get to the cause of the problem. And it may not just be a blood test. It may be an energetic test. Maybe something that might be seen crazy to you, uh, feel control. But, uh, you know, if, there, if you have a vaccine or a... Or a a, a virus in, in, a, in a tooth or in a, in a brain or whatever, and you're not going to find it uh, with conventional doctors. You just aren't yeah, going to do it. And, and it's you know, the, Bruce Lipson says the epigenetics. You may have a toxic substance like glyphosate or mercury in your body, but you know, with a good attitude, your body can put up with a heck of a lot of uh, trauma and nonsense. But with that constant, you know, negativity, it could bring this. The, these poisons to manifest even at a greater level. That's that exactly. positive mental attitude again, right there. Yep. Yeah. Well, they you say like a bad over... attitude is like a flat tire, Dan. If you don't change it, you're not going anyplace. Because but it's fun watching the cars if... go by, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Even if we don't use glyphosate ourselves, it's it's all around us. Everybody else is using it. It's in the air, spreading the arc. Well, they use it so as forth. a drying agent too on 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 the products. Even some of the glyphosate is dried with it. So uh, it's really ubiquitous all over us. It's it's hard to get away from it, but but if we do the best we can, what we believe within ourselves and with God's help, we can overcome it, I think. Yeah, so the motto right. of the story is don't walk barefoot in your lawn, especially if Chemlon sprayed the day before. Exactly. <laughs> I I lost a dog to that stuff. Dogs oh, it's poison. Developed. 
Yeah, it developed tremendous skin cancer and had to be put down because I went to Camelon one year and the dog was always outside. We had a four little farm. Incredible. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, bringing you Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. And I, I, and I do believe what I wrote. You're listening to three physicians that have over 150 years of experience. We will be here next week. Uh, Dr. Jerry, will you be in Canada next week or not? No, I'm coming home Monday, so I'll be okay. All right, so we'll be okay. Uh, we'll, yep. we'll be here next week, next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Uh, please remember, if you go on to Facebook, to like us. Uh, I repost most of what Dr. Smith sends me, like this, this case number 79. I thought he was sending me to a Chinese restaurant when he said, look at 79, because I, I thought it was uh, you know, beef the and broccoli, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I repost most of that on, uh, on, my, on the Facebook page, so you might want to take a look at that. Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. This is a wrap. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Dan. Take care. Take care. Thank See you. you next week. Right. Bye bye. Ciao. Doctor Ron and Doctor Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio. Here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week.